Good afternoon and welcome from a chilly uh, Houghton studio in Johannesburg. I'm Warren Thompson and this is the MoneyWeb at Midday show. Uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about a number of uh, company developments on the JSC with Chantal Marks from FNB Securities. Uh, and that uh, will start in just a few minutes. Remember, though, that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Is the land expropriation without compensation plan the biggest threat to the new dawn, as promised by new president, Cyril Ramaphosa? Can SA make any progress against the background of increasing protest action, strikes, and low economic growth? Attend the Brenthurst Wealth SA Quo Vada seminar series, hosted in association with MoneyWeb, to hear the insights of five leading experts. Magnus Haystek of Brenthurst, Ralph Mateja, political analyst, Magda Verzitska of Signia, Glenn Owen of Momentum, and Jean-Pierre Fastard of Fairtree Capital. Bookings at www.quicket.co.za. Search for Brenthurst. All right, you're back with the Money Web at Midday Show. It's a so-so day on the JSC today. That just the All Share Index up one tenth of a percent at the moment to 58,268 points, and uh, it's really being led up at the moment by financials, which are up uh, over three quarters of a percent. Uh, industrials are down one third of a percent. Uh, gold mining marginally weaker, and resources having a fairly good day, up half a percent. Behind Nuspers on as the most traded share on the JSE today is Richmond, followed by First Rand and Sasol. We'll be talking a bit more about Richmond uh, with Chantal Marks in a second, following their uh, annual results. And uh, just having a look at the currencies today, uh, the Rand um, losing uh, ground to the US dollar, where it's uh, down almost. Uh, three quarters of a percent to 12 rand 70. The pound is half a percentage stronger against the rand at 17 rand 12. And the euro trading at 14 rand 96, half a percent stronger against the local currency. Gold remains under $1,300 an ounce at $1,286. Platinum and palladium both having uh, fairly bad days. Platinum down 1% to $885 an ounce, while palladium is down uh, almost 1% to $978 an ounce. Uh, but here to discuss results with me is Chantal Marks from F&B Securities. She joins me via telephone. Uh, good afternoon to you, Chantal. Hi, Warren. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. Uh, a little bit nippy, a little bit cold for my liking, but uh, we push on nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. I actually am feeling it as well. I think I'm a little bit fluey, so um, it's better that I'm not in the studio with you, I reckon. <laughs> okay, great. So we'll just keep it to the uh, the phone lines for today. Um, <laughs> but Chantal, some big news, I, I suppose, following the announcement by Richmond of their full year results. Uh, I had a look at the results, operating profit up 5%, uh, profit for the year up 1%, but the markets really like the results. Uh, I see the share price, sorry, the, the market has really not liked the results. Um, it's taken almost 4% off the share price. Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, what you saw there. Yeah, I think the market, expect, market expectations were quite lofty after a pretty good half year, um, and their third quarter sales update was also pretty strong. Um, but what seems to have happened in the fourth quarter is that the disappointment came through on um, on the Cartier side in particular. So that's their branded jewelry division, which is which is much loved by the market. And we know Cartier is a favorite branded jewelry uh, brand. 
in um, across the entire globe. But what happened is even though sales were quite strong, and that's what came through in that third quarter sales update, um, margins seemed to have come under a little bit of pressure. So um, perhaps they had to they had to lower their price a little bit in order to maintain demand. Um, we we actually don't have um, in depth knowledge of of what exactly happened there because we don't have we haven't had the the management call yet. But it seems as if that was the major disappointment. And then we also had some inventory buybacks in the watch business. So their wholesale division didn't perform particularly well. That's basically what drove the, the disappointment. Um, the rest of the businesses actually did quite well, well, especially on the sales line. Okay, uh, but you said um, there was a bit of margin compression there. That's usually a result of, of, of competition or uh, perhaps a slowdown in some of the key geographies the company operates in. Uh, are you looking to question management around that, around why those, those margins came down a bit? Yeah, I'm sure that that'll be the main question posed to management and then also the reasoning behind inventory buybacks in the watch business. But I mean, this is such a marginal game. If you look at what expectations were for the jewelry uh, division's margins, it was a, it was 31% at the operating level and it came in just under 30%. So not a major miss. But um, the share price has performed very, very well over the last few months, um, and investors probably uh, just feeling like they're not being rewarded for for being um, involved in the company at the moment. Just talking about being rewarded, uh, I saw the dividend uh, came in at uh, Swiss franc one rand ninety. Was that an increase over the year? It wasn't quite clear from the results whether that was uh, that was increasing. Yeah, I mean, I actually have not even looked at the dividends. I just kind of assumed that it would have been in line with expectations, and I think it was. I don't think there was a disappointment on the dividend line. Because what I did see, uh, what what was really notable, was that cash flow generated from operations uh, rose quite substantially by 827 million euros. So I would have thought, uh, given that uh, very positive result, which I think was far in excess of the increase in profits, they would be uh, the company yeah. would be willing to pay uh, to pay a higher dividend, but uh, perhaps that's not clear at this point. Well, it looks like they did increase it by six percent. Now that I look at it, so they did they did give shareholders a little bit um, I, of an extra lift. Right. Okay. So that makes the the, the share price the, the share price movement quite interesting. Obviously, we'll be uh, wanting to find out a, a bit more uh, there as to what had happened. And I'm uh, I imagine that uh, that call with management conference call is going to be this afternoon. Yes, um, it seems as if, well, it's actually happening right now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, thankfully, we have, uh, we have many analysts who are, who are probably part of that call, so um, I could be with you. Okay, fantastic. Well, we always appreciate that. Uh, but uh, I guess some other news in the market, uh, another big, big move uh, today is uh, Consolidated Infrastructure Group up almost 10% on the proposed uh, transaction wave of mandatory offer and the trading update. Now, this uh, Chantel uh, was a company that came under a lot of pressure last year when they were forced to, I think, restate their financials. Uh, is this one that you look at quite closely? Well, I don't follow con- consolidated infrastructure particularly closely. Um, I, I mean, we did look at it a couple of years ago, I think, um, but disappointment upon disappointment just kind of took it off of off of our radar. Um, I actually haven't even been through, um, through the, this, this, this exact statement, so I'm probably not the best person to ask about it. Okay, no problem. We'll leave that there. Uh, other news, though, uh, involving Murray and Roberts, uh, they now looking to do a combination with uh, Avenge. 
uh, or a Veng. I'm not quite sure how they uh, pronounce it there. But uh, is this now trying to move on from uh, the the bid from Aton that that came in a few months ago? Uh, and um, I guess uh, in many ways it's a management team that wants to show that they're on the front foot now, uh, looking out for opportunities. Yeah, this is quite an interesting one, um, and one that really caught my attention because. Murray and Roberts are still 40% owned by Aton. So if they want to go through with, um, with, this, with this acquisition, because they'll effectively be acquiring Avenge, um, they'll have to get approval from shareholders, including Aton, which will probably be the most important approval that they'll require. So, I mean, this isn't something that they could have done without even referring to, to, um, to, that, to that larger German business. Um, but I do see that they are... They, they speak in the statement, or the tone of the statement is as if they still have to speak to Aton about it. So, um, I mean, we'll we'll have to see how that progresses, but certainly very interesting. I think both of these businesses are in major need of um, an increase in scale, right? Um, and there are some there are some really a good kind of uh, fits between the two businesses. Um, Wilmans and the oil and gas platform and Murray and Roberts uh, will probably do quite well together as well as, oh, sorry, sorry not Wilmans, uh, McConnell Dowell. And then Wilmans and the underground mining platform and Murray and Roberts will also be um, a pretty good fit. So I think this is just a way for them to get scale. And I mean, we know that Avenger have had a, a tour at time of late. Um, this this deal is also subject to them completing uh, their capital raise of 300 million rand successfully. So a lot still hangs in the balance, but I guess this is the best thing for both that, that both of these companies can do at this point in time. Okay, great. So that's that's quite an interesting development uh, that they've uh, going for an acquisition where it sounds like it's not clear whether or not they've spoken to their uh, largest single shareholder there. Uh, in terms of the Aton offer, though, is it, is it a truce at this point? Are they uh, Have they indicated they're happy to hold below um, the 50, 50% plus one share that would give them control? Yeah, so we haven't really seen anything else from from Aton um, after the the initial um, the initial bid. So, but I'm, but we know that they want the entire company. So we'll have to see if if this changes anything. Um, I guess it won't change anything for them in terms of whether or not they want Marion Roberts. Um, but we'll know once we know whether or not they they are willing to approve this deal with a bench. Right, okay, so certainly uh, one to keep an eye on there. Uh, Chantal, you mentioned that Avenge would be undertaking a, uh, a, a rights issue. Uh, when is that s- scheduled to happen? Oh, I actually am unsure. It is quite close because they have been trading under cautionary for a while. I just don't have the exact dates on hand. All right, uh, very interesting there. And still, I guess, uh, in your opinion, uh, no sign of a, a real improvement in the conditions for the construction industry. Yeah, I mean, we know that fixed fixed in investment expenditure in the private sector is expected to, to pick up with an improvement in business confidence. But it takes a while. I mean, we've only had the new dispensation since February. It's now May. So it's been about three months. Um, and, and a lot still needs to happen. A lot of clarity still needs to, um, to set in for, for business in, business in terms of the, the, in the general business environment and, and regulatory environment going forward, as well as certain questions that are still looming around property rights and, um, and, and all the rest of it. Um, on the, on the government expenditure side, we know we are fiscally constrained at the moment. So 
I can't really see how we're going to get a massive capex boost from from government um, over the next year or two at least. So um, it's going to be constrained for these guys, but perhaps um, an improvement in private private sector investment will be able to bail them out of um, some some pretty torrid conditions at the moment. Chantal, I noted some comments by the finance minister the other day that uh, indicated that he thought uh, the the country would be breaching its uh, its fiscal uh, self-imposed fiscal limits, uh, and certainly the big the big one coming is the public sector uh, wage negotiations. I mean, the, in the kind of wake of the the, the settling or, or post Ramaphoria, uh, the ability of the government uh, to really meet the constraints um, imposed, I guess. Uh, uh, by the credit ratings agencies is going to be incumbent on it being able to rein in expenditure. Uh, have you got any thoughts on whether it will have the discipline to do that and uh, in so doing uh, retain its investment grade credit rating? Yeah, I mean, the government is actually quite disciplined in, it, in its expenditure. Um, and what will need to happen is that if the private sector uh, wage negotiation is is settled um, above where where it was budgeted for. They'll just have to find the, the money elsewhere. Um, you can also argue that if they are going to clamp down on, on corruption and wastage, that you might be able to get some benefit through that. And fixing SARS certainly will, will help improve um, revenue, um, well, revenue collection. So that might also um, play a role. And then, I mean, the ratings agency look at both fiscal discipline and at economic growth. And if you can if you can create an environment where your your private sector is happy to start investing in your economy, you can actually grow yourself out of this mess. So um, there are several moving parts. Um, I won't be overly concerned at the moment, but it is certainly something to watch quite closely. All right, great. Uh, definitely something to watch as, as those uh, negotiations get underway. Uh, always good talking to you, Chantal, and I hope you feel better uh, come Monday. Thank you. Thank you, me too. <laughs> All right, great. That was uh, Chantal Marks from F&B Securities. Uh, remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. And that brings us to the end of another MoneyWeb at Midday. Uh, we trust you stay warm and safe during the weekend, and we'll be back at the same time on Monday. Cheers for now. 